Welcome to The Time Is Now. I am your host, Michael Stafford, and your co-host is Tiffany Two-Scoop Davis. It is Tuesday, September the 28th. Oh, this week, let's get into it. Kyrie, old Kyrie, wherefore out there, Kyrie? And the Ben Simmons saga continues. What does he have in common with Paul George? But first, week three in the NFL. We got a lot to cover this week. It's going to be a lot of fun. So sit back, relax, and I'll see you on the other side. Everybody, welcome back now to The Time Is Now. I'm your host, Mike Stafford, and we also have Two Scoops, your co-host. Hey, hey. Two Scoops, you, you, ready? you ready? How you feeling? Hey, I'm good. Um, you know, we got Niners and Packers, so that's big. Aaron Rodgers still got that tip <laughs> on his shoulder, so let's yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, back Niners and Packers coming up. Um, like you said before, this is pre-recorded, but we're going to have to just jump right into it. We got to jump right into it. How about those Raiders? My Raiders go ahead uh, take it down to Kobe Brissett and them boys, them fans took, it, took an L this evening out there by you. And I'm over here was watching it. Lake Raiders are leading the division of first time since 2002. But the Raiders have started the season 3-0 and as they go back-to-back-to-back field goals in overtime. Carlson, the kicker, now with the most with the the record right now, current record for the most consecutive field goals made in uh, regulation. However, he did miss the PAT, which put them in a position to begin with. But my Raiders beating Miami Dolphins. Raiders are now three and zero with the Denver Broncos. What you got to say about that? I mean, what's to say? It's the AFC West. Y'all gonna do what y'all gonna do. What? Kansas City one and two. Who would have thought the Raiders be on top and the Chiefs be at the bottom? Listen, hey, but I feel like last week you were talking about you know AFC West being the most difficult uh, division. Am I right? Am I right? No, you're not. Wait. NFC West still has undefeated teams. You have two. So do we. We have two. You have two. Yeah. Oh, but okay. I, oh San Francisco don't. Oh, well, we don't know if they're gonna go three and zero, but. We'll know yeah. by the time it's airs. It's possibility. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I saying, mean, the AFC, uh, the beloved Chiefs in the AFC West are now one and two. Like, that's that's big. That's big. That's big. Yeah. Now, it's a longer season than ever, 17 games. Yeah. Um, so, I expect them to win mm, at least 13 so right now, being you know, if you go yeah. thirteen, thirteen to forty, they might only lose two more games the rest of the season. I I projected them to win thirteen anyway. So yeah, I mean, turn it around at this point. You know, it's it's only week three, so you, like, well, you, the problem is their defense. Yeah, yeah. You know, they put up ninety-two points so far this season. Not many teams have put up more than that. My Raiders put up ninety though. 
But um, Buffalo barely outdoing them. But it, really, the team, like you said, to look out for is your Cardinals. I think the Cardinals put 103 points so far. Man, They're the highest scoring team in football right now. They are sneaky assassins, man. I'm telling you. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. It started off shaky, and it was just like, mm, now we're going to win. <laughs> yeah, we're going to win. Yeah, I, I'm saying, like, the Cardinals, the Panthers, not the Panthers, who are you talking about? Um, um, I just said their name. See, like, who they, we are who they thought they were, Buffalo Bills or all that team. Well, the so in my division, mm-hmm. that would be equivalent to the Chiefs would be the Seahawks. Seahawks. Right, well, yeah, one and two. They Super Bowl contenders bad. who are one and two. So, yeah, yeah. it's equivalent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, man, we thought we thought a lot coming from them, but is there is their offense and defense is sucking right now. Really, yeah. their offense, the offense can't get it clicking right now. So it's really tough. We'll see what Green Bay. Green Bay had that stumble game on week one. I have a strong feeling. I hope you didn't bet on your Niners this week. Do you ever bet on your team? You know, I, I went against the grain today. I, I usually don't bet on my game at all, and obviously, I want the 49ers to win. But I actually took Green Bay today. You took the spread. I took, uh, well, I have two tickets. I have one with the spread, and I have one just for Green Bay to win. So that yeah. is pretty gutsy of you. I mean, I, I, well, I respect that. When I'm when I'm gambling, it has nothing to do with my emotions. <laughs> You're a rare I look at reason. the games. Yeah, <laughs> I look at the games and see, you know, which games I have a higher probability of winning. And with us having two running backs down, we're down. Uh, Elijah Mitchell is not playing. Raheem Mostert is out for the season. Um, well, you know, Elijah Mitchell was questionable, which, or excuse me, doubtful. So I don't think he's going to play. Uh, Hasty is out. Raheem Mostert is out. So we're down three running backs. So without our run game, I don't think we can beat Green Bay. And that's just being honest. Yeah, and that's the thing. And the funny thing is, is that when it comes to just life, people always say, oh, women are too emotional. Women too emotional. See, men, but when it comes to sports, men are very emotional. Oh, absolutely, uh, <laughs> absolutely, very emotional. Because <laughs> no guy would like. I'm gonna bet against my team. I follow Scooter McGruder. I don't know. You familiar with his work, right? Funny yeah. guy. Always. Yeah, I love him. Oh my god, he would never pick against his Cowboys ever, like ever. Like, yeah. And it's like it don't matter. They could be going against Kansas City or going against Tampa Bay. He's like, no, nope, they're gonna win. They're gonna squeeze it out in overtime. I'm like. Dude, <laughs> but that's really gutsy. I don't. With me, I'm in between. I just want. I just want better my team. Because yeah, I'm I always. I would touch uh-huh. my team games at all. I normally don't do it, but like I said, knowing that we're three running backs down and we need our run game, mm-hmm. I'm like this. This could definitely go to Green Bay. So. So I want to go on some narratives right now. We already said how about Buffalo and whatever. And look at Denver's defense. I know the Jets suck, but to shut people out, it's still, these are still NFL players. They're still great. They're still the best of the world. And for yeah. Denver to go 26-0 and be 3-0 as well, very, very impressive. Yeah. But what I'm looking at is like boomer bust teams. And what I look at for a really a good Super Bowl team, I don't count Kansas City. We really don't even count Tampa Bay because their quarterbacks are just on another level when you talk about Mahomes and Brady. When I look at a team, even Aaron Rodgers, who's supposed to be one of the greatest, right? Yeah. When did he win it? They had the they had one of the best defenses, not the best, but one of the best defenses that year. Right. And they, and they had a stout run game, right? So yeah. when I see a team like Cleveland, I feel like they have the recipe to win it all. What do you think? You know, on paper, yes. Absolutely. But 
I just think that there's just something that's over Ohio itself right now that, that they're just they're just not gonna do it. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> it's, it's just it's not. I mean, it, 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 let me be petty for a second. Who the hell wants a brown Super Bowl T-shirt? Like, come on, nobody wants that. No, those no, helmets, even, man, those helmets. Nobody <laughs> wants a brown T-shirt. Like, where do you buy a brown t-shirt? Like literally the color brown. Where do you buy one? Well, it's usually orange, but the, yeah. But I'm saying, but when do you want orange? What, on Halloween? Hey, I went to Cal State Fullerton, man. That's my colors, don't hate orange and blue. I mean, that was more of a Bronco thing, but you know. That is, don't, tell, don't remind me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I don't, I don't think the Browns have it in them to do it. I don't. Like Man, I said, on if, paper, statistically, they should absolutely be a Super Bowl contender. But I feel like they'll fall apart in the second half of the season. I as a Raider, do. as a Raider fan, our offense was slowly picking it up. I never believe in Derek Carr, but Derek Carr to me is clearly better than Baker Mayfield. Um, but I was like, oh, we got this guy like Rugs. He can never get him the ball. Waller's cool, but you can't have a tight end being your best receiver. And then I'm like, you know, and Jacobs was always in and out. But I'm like, oh, man, we can't do it. And our defense isn't good, right? This yeah. year, Raiders are 3-0 because what? The defense is showing up. Um, they, he, Ruggs is unlocked. Renfro is doing his thing. They even unleashed Edwards. So now we have a potent attack with four people to throw the ball to. You have Kenyon Drake who can come in off, off and give you some more, an extra receiver down the field in the backfield. Now we have a backup running back in Barber who should elite this 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 week over 100 yards uh, rushing and a touchdown with the injured Jacobs. We won the last two weeks without our star running back. Who's yeah, a top Josh 10 Jacobs. running back in the league. Josh, yeah. who do I call him? What do I call him? So uh, what? Are, are oh, what, yeah, Jacob, what do you yeah, call him? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Josh Jacobs. So we got that. We have all the ingredients to me to be at least a contender for it if our defense can continue to do great things. I can see the same thing with your Niners, but what do you feel like your Niners can do this season? Man, I keep saying it week after week, and it, it, it keeps kicking me right in my forehead that we gotta stay healthy, and it seems like week after week, we drop somebody. So, I honestly, I mean, our defense is, you know, what we've seen from the Niners in the last 10, 15 years. Like, it's stout, but it's the offense that's gonna keep us out of the Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and as I look at things, um, we, as we speak about the Browns and, and AFC North, the, the big shocker to me, well, it's not a shocker. This is the thing that's going to be funny. First take on Monday, it's going to be phenomenal because the Steelers <laughs> get beat again. So well, and, and that's the thing the about the Browns, too, right? um, the Browns and maybe even, well, maybe it's just the Browns fans, but it seems like that whole demographic, they're more concerned about beating the Steelers than beating anybody. But, you know, the Steelers' eleven and zero start last year was a fluke. <laughs> they're was it 11 not. Eleven and zero was it ten and zero? I thought it was 10 they were, no. They were ten. They were eleven and zero at wow. the to open the season, and you know it just fell apart from there. But every game that they won last year, they barely won. They you know didn't win by more than two or three points. And they weren't so, beating really good teams. Yeah, and so it was just like they're not that good. So I don't know, understand why the Browns are so fixated on them. It's like they're not that. Well, that whole good. division is. They're the best in that division forever. But no one, they have more championships in that in, in that division than all the other teams combined in that division. 
Right. So but they have and, a reason and normally in my division, you know, I would be like, oh, the Seahawks, Seahawks. But the Seahawks are not that good right now. So, you know, my focus has to now be split between the Rams and the Cardinals and more the Cardinals than the Rams. Oof. Because I you said just saw that, what the Rams did to Tampa Bay, right? I did see what the Rams did to Tampa Bay. However, we go. However, at, <laughs> however, there is no however, but okay. I, I mean, the Cardinals look exciting, but the, the Rams Cardinals, to me are the class. The Cardinals have to it. play the Bucks too, and I guarantee you, it's it's gonna be an even better game. Like the Cardinals will take down the Bucks. I and, think they will because Kyler is ridiculous. Yeah, and if the Niners stay healthy, I feel like we got a good shot at the Bucks too. Like I feel like I they're that. not the Bucks are not going back to the Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, if, if okay, if the Bucks don't go back, who who will um, replace them? Don't say your Niners. Let's be up no. There. I told you who because I'm not even guaranteeing that the Niners are going to win the NFC West, but whoever wins the NFC West will represent. That's what you said. The That's NFC in the Super Bowl. So you say it's either it's between the Cardinals and the Rams. Let's just be honest, you know. As your team uh, takes the no, it's between the Cardinals, the Niners, or the Rams. Okay, okay, my bad because here and here's and here's why. Generally, what happens in the NFC West is that we split the series, and every team splits the series, and it comes down to the tiebreakers. So whoever wins against the Bucks, the Eagles. Um, who else do we have to play that's out of I mean there's there's going to be a lot of uh, the Lions you know we have all of those games that will be the tiebreakers so whoever can win those games outside of our division will be the one who wins and that can be any of you guys because I can see the it, Niners beating teams out there in division it's, your toughest yeah. foes will be in your division honestly that's yeah. true yeah. yeah so and that's what I'm saying so whoever wins who so if somebody can steal a couple of division games, then they're a shoe in to win the division. They're a shoe in. Yeah. Yeah. Another surprise for me was Minnesota. Um, I know. I know they came and got their first victory. Uh, yeah. But man, the fact that they're one and two is just like wow. It's just yeah. shocking to me. Minnesota beat down on um, on Seattle, and, but at least but they're at home. So we'll see how that turns out. So I think you yeah. guys play every team in the NFC North this year, right? Uh, I think so. Uh, yep, your division. we do. Yeah. Yep, we okay. do. Yeah. So, and then I don't know who your AFC matchups are this year. I, I, I don't remember who your AFC matchups are, what division it is. I don't remember. But, I don't um, pay too much attention to the AFC. I do. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, only champions down there, right? Only champions. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I don't know. We're not going to take it too long today because two schools want to watch our Niners get beat by the Packers, by the Fudge Packers, which is hey. actually one of the worst. What? Listen, if, if they win. if they win, if the Packers uh, win, I go collect my money tonight. Yeah. You know, if the Niners it's, it's, win, I'll lose. sleep. No I'll sleep you. peacefully. <laughs> <laughs> so you had your bets kind of sort of that way. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean it, like I said, it, I normally don't touch my my game, but like I said, I know we're three running backs down. I know Dre Greenlaw is not playing, so and he's you know definitely needed on the t- on the field. So we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. So, you get, well, by the time this airs, maybe I'll be wrong again. I had to eat crow last week. Man, last I was, week, I made you eat a lot of crow. <laughs> and you was tagging me in the group. Like, I, was like, oh. I was like, I believe this is what you said, sir. <laughs> and everybody, and the thing is, when you laugh, so many people laughed and commented. I'm like, oh, that's good. Y'all listening. So I appreciate the love from the group. Yeah, they knew and, what we were talking about. Absolutely. 
anti-ESPN. <laughs> shout out to y'all and, and also shout out to SSAW. So, man, you guys are doing your thing, showing love. Keep listening. Share it to more people, please. We need to get this up to over a thousand. Anyways, transitioning out of football, um, just real quick about basketball. Something I stumbled across. Uh-huh. Well, before before I even get there, we're going to talk about that that coach. Uh, we're about to get some ether. Um, um, oh, that God. But, I know oh, what you're oh, about. oh, oh. But, but before we go there, we're going to retouch something. I wish I could just, I wish we was at a point where I could just replay audio. Like, hey, remember this? And uh, I'm not there yet. But when we get to a studio, we will get there. Anyways, if y'all remember a couple weeks ago, we talked about it. Maybe it was last week. It was last I can't week. Remember, it was last week. Okay, and I was because it, it, it was titled pretty much after my boy Kyrie, the host, the flat Earth, anti-vax, whatever. I called it. I said the reason why I believe the Ra- the Lakers are going to win it all is because it's not because they just have the best team. They actually have the deepest team in the league. Y'all got to look it up. I don't care how old you think they are. This old team got a bunch of veterans who are championship caliber players who could they they fix their shooting. They fix their rim defense, and they fix having more um, playmakers than just having LeBron. So everything has been a, a band-aid and patched up, and they're deep enough to where LeBron doesn't have to play as many games and as many minutes. So I felt very confident of them representing the West. Now, when it came to the East, I have to say, when I saw all three players playing for the Nets, I ate crow last year. I said, you know, they won't do well because their defense. They shored up the defense. They had a top, what, 10 defense, 10, 15, whatever, top defense, top tier defense in the league, and I felt like they couldn't be beat. I said, now, if they're healthy this year, the Nets probably will beat the Lakers. They're probably the only team that could beat the Lakers. Now, I said their Achilles heel will be Kyrie Irving, which is why the Lakers will win it next year. Sure enough, mm-hmm. what do we hear? Kyrie Irving, which I knew before anyone else knew, just knowing tendencies and people how they are. He will not take the vaccine, and he and the, the mandates are in Golden State and in New York right now. Of, of those cities, if you don't have the vaccine, you cannot play there, especially the home team. That's 41 games. Yep. So, in essence, you're throwing away the entire season. Because if you say say your team does good without you and you start playing in, and it's the finals. Oh, so you tell me you can't play in half the games in the playoffs? <laughs> right. Well, and, I mean, and consider, you know, both times that Brooklyn goes to Oakland, he can't play. <laughs> you know, so, and we don't know if any other cities are going to, you know, adopt this they mandate. May, they say LA may adopt it soon. Yeah, so that means so the, any city that has the mandate, yep. you're not going to be able to go. So we're we're talking more than games. 41 games. Yeah, talking close to 50. Absolutely. Out of out of 82 games. Yep. So 75 percent of the of, of the season, you're not going to play, and you think your team's going to be a number one seed first and foremost, which is big because home court advantage. But is it really going to be home court advantage because you're at home, you can't play? Right. <laughs> So at the end of the day, that that it, it, it gets to a point where you just pretty much would just say, I'm not going to play at all this season. You won't show up for games here and there. You're just, just going to say you're not going to play at all. Right. And if I can just go off topic real quick, I love watching games that are at Levi's Stadium because it is like no other. You don't see Why a mixture of colors. It is just red. It's just red. That y'all is not our the only home. Ones not, y'all not the only ones like that. Stop no, I didn't say we're the only one. I just oh, okay, said okay, I love okay. to see it. I love to see it because no, I mean, y'all got, y'all got empty seats. Look at those empty seats. The seats are red, so it gets you confused. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! 
No, no, I, I've been by there. It's a beautiful stadium. Oh, it's I've been the best in outdoor it. stadium. I feel like I was there the last battle of the bay when we beat the Raiders thirty-one to three. Yep, I was there. We we mm-hmm. we, we really doing that right now? Oh, that's sorry, my bad. Joe Staley. We doing? Joe that's we doing? You, you live right by the Death Star. Have you been in there? Yeah, I call it a Roomba, but um, no, I'm not going in there. I will not go oh, in there. It, it looks like a Roomba. Have you not seen the aerial picture of? Allegiant Stadium. It looks you like a freaking so Roomba. You're so disrespectful. Yo, like you, you don't. Been, you will never hear me house. diss the Niners. You. You you've never... been to my house. What color is my toilet? I'm not talking to you right now. <laughs> I'm not talking to you right now. You're. You are so disrespectful. <laughs> I show nothing but love and admiration for your team. Hey, you when so the, but listen, I bet on the Raiders last week. I'm there, and we made you money. Yeah, I'm saying, I'm fair. All I'm saying is that my toilet yeah. is black. <laughs> so, so you shit on my Raiders. You an asshole. You are an asshole. This show is brought to you by Pure Diamond Auto. With Pure Diamond Auto, they take the dirt out of the car business and make it pure. Pure Diamond Auto has a team of former finance and sales managers who can guide you through all the tricks of the trade. Go to www.purediamondautola.com today and use promo code TIME for a free consultation. That's promo code TIME. That's purediamondautola.com. What can I say? I love PDA. All right, you know what time it is. It's my favorite part of the show. It's the happy birthday, so let's go. Kevin Durant's turning 33 this week, and Jeezy's turning 44, and NBA player Courtney Lee's turning 36 this week, and NFL star Tyler Lockett's turning 25. D. Rose, Derrick Rose, turning 33 this week, and Megatron, Calvin Johnson's turning 36. And Twitch from Ellen, Stephen Boss is turning 35 this week, and the eldest son of Rev Run, JoJo Simmons, is turning 32. And from the shy. Michael Epps is turning 16 this week. Rich Homie Kwan is turning 32. And Russell Peters is turning 51 this week. And from Jodeci, Devontae Swing is turning 52 this week. And from This Is Us, Chrissy Metz is turning 42. And Amala La Negra is turning 31. T-Pain is turning 37 this week. And former president Jimmy Carter is turning 97. And from the Love & Hip Hop franchise and Flavor of Love, Shade Johnson is turning 38 this week, and Lil Mama's turning 32. Kelly Ripa's turning 57 this week, and from The Hangover, Zach Galifianakis is turning 52, and Sting is turning 70 this week. Journey Smarlett's turning 35. ASAP Rocky's turning 33, and Ashley Simpson's turning 37. Gwen Stefani's turning 52 this week, and from and Nev Campbell's turning 48. Russell Simmons is turning 64 this week, and Tommy Lee is turning 59. And from the Black Cells and Flash, Jessica Parker Kennedy is turning 37 this week, and Tessa Thompson is turning 38. And from the Backstreet Boys, Kevin Richardson is turning 50 this week. How old are you? And from American Pie, Stifler, Stifler, Sean William Scott is turning 45. We have some honorable mentions. Yep, mine. The one who trained the famous Bruce Lee passed away in 1972, would have been 128 this week. Mahatma Gandhi passed away in 1948, would have been 152 this week. 
And finally, Ronald Anoa'i. You may know him as Yokozuna from the WWE. Passed away in 2000. Would have been 55 this week. That's all the birthdays we have this week, guys. Now, back to our show. Oh! I called you out on it too. I said, I was at first. I was like, "This is beautiful. That's my favorite color." And you were just, and you had to tell me. I was like, "Ain't that a bit?" That's why I pissed on you. Okay. Okay. He was disrespectful. Hey. Just disrespectful. Like that was intentional, and you know it. Golly. Oh man. Now I forgot what topic we was on. You done pissed me off. Kyrie and the vaccine. Um, yeah, it's your turn. You go off on it, man. I'm gonna watch your Niners get. Like I said, well, we talked about it. I knew it was happening. I, I like I said, it, it just doesn't make sense to me, you know. And I can't get upset. I can't laugh because, like I said, we knew it was happening. It was like this is gonna be stupid on top of stupid. Like it just yeah. doesn't make sense. Do you have the comments from what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said about it? And how um, reckless it is and all that? Oh, he went Yeah, ahead. when he, uh, you know, basically said, like, you don't want to protect yourself. You don't want to protect your team. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the captain, the team captain has spoken. <laughs> Between your argument about the safety belt and the cap, y'all really got me, like, on your side. I came in front. Um, that's the cap. And and, and cap ain't no, ain't no punk beat. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. cap... It's all about knowledge. He even, he even made that in his statement. He said, doing proper research. And yeah. you know, Cap did proper research. Ooh. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. well first down. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but so it really got me like, wow. And I think the other argument I've been seeing online when it came to, especially when it comes to athletes, and just keep with athletes. I'm going to talk about Nicki Minaj and all the other people. Um, the argument, well, they stated like, all of a sudden athletes care about what's put in their bodies and how many things they've injected themselves over the years, not knowing what these doctors are giving them. But now when it comes to this vaccine, now you want to be cautious and that yeah. raises another eyebrow. Well, like, you know, how many athletes have had, you know, some type of minor energy, uh, energy injury, and they bring them in the locker room and it's like, come here, let me give you this cortisone shot real quick. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Nobody stopped to think, okay, well, what exactly is a cortisone shot? What's in there? Why does it make me feel better? And why do I not feel pain? You know, <laughs> like we didn't do that. You know, I, I've had, you know, the option to take a cortisone shot a couple of times. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. Cause I don't like needles. So F all that. I'm thinking, I'm thinking several. <laughs> and yeah. I, I've, I've learned from Shaquille O'Neal that they're bad for you. Well, my, my sister-in-law is a, a, a physician. And she says about everything else, even about when I have my IBS and stuff like that, I take things, my anti-acids to help me settle my stomach. She says, no, you should just let it pass. She says, anything that stops, okay, like anything that inhibits your body from going through its natural progressions, it really over time isn't good for you. She right. says, your body's trying to expel those things for a reason. You might need to just change your diet. But, you know, And she's right. And then when it comes to these cortisone shots, for you to numb the pain, your body's in pain for a reason. It's telling you not to use that ligament or muscle. Right. But I'm just going to, you know, put some tussin on it and send you back out there. <laughs> Mo tussin. Mo tussin. 
Moltessen. <laughs> so when it comes to that, guys, um, I don't feel good about Brooklyn Nets. And then there are talks that they may trade him. They may trade him for Ben Simmons. Now, KD's going to object to it. But at the end of the day, what's KD going to do? He's going to say, I'm going to quit the season two. At the end of the day, right. if they trade Kyrie, are you quitting? You got Hart in there. You know what I mean? They already ran off DJs with the Lakers. Right. If, if, if you got Kyrie saying, I'm not going to play most of the season, why would you not go? Ben Simmons was solved. Put it like this. They trade for Ben Simmons. I'm going to, as a Laker fan, I say they're the favorites to win. They're the, ben Tim, they're the favorites to win. They put Ben Simmons there as, as your three. Not if they don't get Ben a therapist. Ben don't need no therapist. Oh, I'm sorry. I take that back. I said this last season. Yes, he does. I said that's <laughs> what he actually needs. He needs a shooting coach and a therapist. But yep. if he's on a team where he's allowed to be himself, where it's just to play top-notch defense and 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 to, to score in transition and to create for others. But that's the thing. They have hard and they don't need him to create for others. Ooh. Yeah, that's he, he just thing. he literally just needs a therapist. He has performance anxiety for whatever reason and they need to figure it out. On to Ben Simmons. First, let's talk about Lakeup, his comments. Do you recall what he said about Ben Simmons? Nope. And he got fired. Wow. He got fined $50,000. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase paraphrase here, stating that Ben Simmons, he didn't say the, he didn't say his name. He said no one's, he didn't say Ben Simmons' name. Still got fined. He's saying that player is very similar to what we already have in, um, in Draymond. And um, what he says, and he said he shoots less. He said, and then he says the cap hit it would take, how much money is being, being owed to him, how it doesn't make sense to have him with Draymond. Uh, it's not a good fit for our team. Now, um, I'm going to let you go in on that first. He got fired $50,000 anyway for those remarks. I have a whole loaded bunch of stuff I want to say. I want you to kind of just reflect and expound on that. I mean, it's it's definitely not fine worthy. <laughs> I mean, fine. it's not fine worthy. I mean, it's what, you know, everybody is saying. Like, it's not just one team who don't want Ben, you know, for his performance last season. There's multiple teams in the league that don't want Ben because they don't want to have to deal with whatever he's going through. So, like I said, definitely not fine. Definitely not fine worthy. But Ben is going to have to, you know, put his big boy pants on and say, I need to go cry it out on the couch real quick. I'm about to pounce on you. Please tell me. Let me know when you're done because you're about to get these hands. Oh, let, let's do it. You know, you don't want, you, you sure you're done? I'm not you afraid sure? of you. I'm not scared of you. You've never been afraid of me. That's why we get along so well. <laughs> I can actually have conversations without you, without you cowering or trying to go. I get on people so bad, they go for my juggling and talk about my family and call me out of my name. Because they get nah. mad, they losing an the argument. That's right. why people are afraid to co-host with me. So you ain't scared. Let's go. Let's get it. <clears throat> when you say Ben Simmons, nobody wants him. That is 100% incorrect. They have been noted. That's been already uh, reported. Over 20 teams have offered to get the acts of Ben Simmons. The issue is that his price is what people were saying is too high that it that that, that the um 76ers are were asking for far too much for Ben Simmons and his market is down why because what you said what happened in the finals not that they don't want him but they don't want to give up what they're asking for I mean now, and that's that's that is very correct okay. I mean when I say nobody wants him I mean I'm talking about the total package not him as the player but what it's going to like all of that I'm not paying you if you're not performing well, they don't want to gut their team for him. Exactly, but I guarantee you they would be more prone to, I'm not going to say gut their team, but maneuver 
a bit if they knew that they were going to get a return on their investment. I, I think they're just, I think right now people are just being cautious and, and they're going to just wait. They're going to stall uh, 76ers out because the more he does what he's doing, he's pulling in Anthony Davis. Actually worse, because at least Anthony Davis in the last year of his contract. This man has another three years. I think four seasons, three years. So what he's doing is unprecedented. I, actually, I don't like what he's doing, but I, I have to respect it. The thing is this, I'm going to go back to Joe Lacob. <clears throat> I believe it's this. $50,000 is a drop of the bucket to this man. That is literally like 50 cents. Yeah. Right? Or maybe a dollar. Nothing, nothing much at all. So, him saying that, why? Why does he say that? Because it's very, it's reported that they were the front runners to receive Ben Simmons. So then why all of a sudden now is it he's not a good fit? And, and why say Draymond as if you plan on keeping Draymond? Follow me here. <clears throat> Draymond's made a lot of comments. He's had a lot of ribs. It's already been noted he does not get along with Steve Kerr. You always see Draymond. Draymond's actually, I believe, is also part of uh, LeBron's camp and, and also part of Clutch Sports, if I remember that correctly. Um, Draymond may be packaged with Wiggins to be sent off to get one Ben Simmons. They didn't want to do that. They thought they could coexist. Now, this is the thing. I feel like Joe Lake was muddying the waters. I feel like he was a jilted lover because he wanted Ben Simmons. They were asking them for too much. That's for Wiseman, asking for Wiggins, Wiseman, and three first-rounders, if I remember that correctly. So it comes down to him saying, you know what? You do me dirty. I'm going to muddy the waters where you can only work with me in the future. That's what I feel like. I feel like that was a chess move by Joe Lacob. They want Ben Simmons, and they need a defender like Ben Simmons. They need a player like Ben Simmons who could just create for Steph and Clay and also Wiseman. That's what they want on their team. What do you think about that? I can I can agree with that, but um, again, the NBA is a very much so a what have you done for me lately league, and based on the season that Ben is coming off of, it's going to make it very difficult for him. So he's going to have to come out and perform in this next season in order to get his stock back up. And he's not going to play for them at all. I don't see him moving on that. And you put Ben Simmons in a scenario where he's the third best player in the team, that's that's a championship contender. Where he's not number one or two, he's third or 1A, 1B, whatever you want to call it. He's the third best player. That's a championship contending team. You have him on the front line. Um, you could have him on the court with Draymond. You could have uh, their starting lineup could be Steph, Clay, uh, Ben, and then Draymond, or, or if we can reverse those, because since Ben is much taller, you're going to have, but Draymond's stronger. So I will have Ben, then Draymond, and Wiseman. And if you have that front lineup, first of all, between Clay, Steph, and, and Draymond, those three right there, defenders, Wiseman, also a good perimeter defender. Steph could, oh my, man, Lakers will have a hard time. You get Ben Simmons there, it's not a, it's not a flip, it's not a straight shot. Lakers going to just get to the finals. You put Ben Simmons and keep Draymond and Wiseman, and Wiggins already talking about not getting the vaccine. That's a whole other thing. So he's very tradable right now. Or at least they don't want him right now. And the stock could be very low. So I'm not going to rule that out. I can, man, if Ben Simmons, I don't want it to happen, but it's good for basketball. Ben Simmons goes to the, the Warriors is very good for basketball. And we've got to wait and see. I think it takes the 76ers out of the, um, you know, vowing for a chance to go to the um, Eastern Conference Finals. I think that's going to be the Bucks and the Nets. Well, I mean, you you keep mentioning, you know, him being a rim defender, which he is. However, it is very important to have the points in the paint. So I will go back to say, if Ben continues to perform the way that he has last season, it's all for naught. I mean, dude passed up dunks. 
He passed up that layup. He was afraid to get fouled. He thought he was going to get fouled. He didn't want to go to the line. Because he don't want to go to the line. And that's what I'm saying. He has performance anxiety. So if you don't fix that, are you going to get the return on your investment? Playing with the best shooters, the two of the top five best shooters of all times will remedy that. And if you got Draymond there, you're going to be in his head. And Draymond's like, nigga, you better shoot. So, and if Draymond can't shoot, but he still shoots where they disrespect him, he said, I'm going to shoot it. Right. You know, so I don't think if he plays with that team, that team, he'll have no problems. There's the four B space for him. It'd be easy for him to drive. Listen, that's that team is perfectly made for him. If they could keep Draymond and Wiseman and find a way, because they have a lot of young players they could give up to give Philly some depth. And they could give, they'll give them two, they'll give two first rounders, maybe a second rounder, Wiggins and, and Pascal or something like that. That's yeah. that's still a good haul. So I can see that happening. I can see that happening. Sticking with um, Ben Simmons, there were some other talks online. I think I screenshot you some stuff on Twitter where they say Ben Simmons becoming a scapegoat, now one out of town, um, is something similar to how PJ-13 became pandemic P under who? The common denominator? Doc Rivers. You can even go back to even saying um, how people started to turn on CP3, how people started to turn on Blake Griffin under who? Doc Rivers. A lot of people are starting to say that Doc Rivers is should be called to the carpet for making great players worse. What do you have to say about that? I call BS. Mm. I call BS. Because here's the deal. When I played basketball, I didn't necessarily play for the greatest coaches. You can draw up a play, but guess what? If your play don't work, I'm going to do my thing. So... No, that's all on those players. You know, if if you allow your coach to diminish who you are as a player, that's your fault. Mm. That's 100% your fault. So, nah, Doc is not taking the shots. Doc is not playing the defense. All he's doing is yelling from the sideline. Mm. And I feel like, you know, growing up and playing basketball, I was always told that your point guard is your quarterback. And quarterbacks call audibles all the time. So, yeah, call to play from the sideline or, you know, give us our scheme or whatever it is. But if I see something different, I'm changing it. Okay. So, okay. it ain't Doc. Yeah, I just think, I honestly uh, think this, the, the, the league has evolved so much to make it soft where I feel like it's now affecting the players mentally. Hmm. These players are mentally soft as well. Okay. So that's my that's my take on that. Yeah, we 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 putting the gloves off this week. We really want to go ham this week. I think this is gonna be just a, which is good. It's good. It's good radio. Um. So yeah. Um. I can't say it wrong. It's all our opinions. Uh. I disagree again. Um. Not to the level of what they're saying, but there's something here where, where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh. When it comes to Doc Rivers, I don't know if you know. You should know. You know me very well. Um. I'm not his biggest fan. I feel right. like he's a rah-rah coach. I feel like he he is the um, the outlier of how um, the good old boys club. He's getting jobs because people like him. Right. He's probably the only black coach outside of um, um, Marvin Edwards back in the day uh, for Cincinnati Bengals who just keeps getting jobs or can keep a job because people like him. But he's not really qualified. Um, he won Coach of the Year one time in Orlando. Um, but that's because he had a great team of Grant Hill and T-Mac. 
Okay, so this man always gifted great teams, but he doesn't really make them better. The one right. team he won a championship with, he's been living off of all this time. He had the only big three in the league and a future Hall of Famer, young Rondo. And they went against a newly formed Lakers squad who just got Pagasol that February. And guess what? They were missing Andrew Bynum and Trevor Reza, two starters. You name me another team that has a big three, missing two starters and still has to go to game six to win it. I can't find one. Now, Doc Rivers did not make the Clippers better when he was there. He had the same records as Vinny Del Negro, who they fired just for him, and they did not get a lick better. Also, with Pandemic Peep, um, Paul George, he doesn't make any of his players better. Paul George actually complained about the way that he was being utilized in that offense. When Paul George played for um, OKC, can't remember the coach right now. He's your coach Florida. Can't remember his name right now. But when he when he was coached up there, Paul George was fourth in line for MVP voting. And a lot of it had to do with Westbrook. We're going to get to that another time. Westbrook, how he makes his teammates better. So without Doc Rivers, people play better. Ben Simmons didn't have this kind of issues. He, he still was afraid to with all his little issues he had before. It seems like they're magnified and players are more vilified under Doc Rivers. I mean, I don't, I've never played in the NBA, so I don't know what the rules are. <laughs> but I'm telling you, playing in a, in a certain system, you go to the, to the bench and you say, that's not working. You know, do, do you have that, do you have that kind of voice? What are you saying? Are you saying that coaches don't matter? Because I that's the soapbox I stand on harder than anything else in every sport, especially especially football. But in basketball, number two, without without the proper coaches, we could go. You a Laker fan? Mm-hmm. We can go back to the Lakers. Dell Harris reason why Kobe doesn't have more records than he should have. You should not bench. I don't care if he's a rookie. By halfway through the season, Kobe Bryant should have been starting over Eddie Jones. Kobe Bryant made it to the All Star game coming off the bench over mm-hmm. there in the Lakers squad after Dell Harris was fired. How many championships Lakers win in a row the moment he was fired? Three. Right. Three P. The last three P we had in the NBA. Okay. So coaching matters. Dell Harris, I think, had another head coaching job, has not coached head coaching job for the rest of his illustrious career. Coaching matters. Coaching I'm not saying it doesn't matter. What I'm okay, saying well, is there Doc, are... Doc Rivers is not a good enough coach to take you over the hump. He's getting he's getting jobs because people like him. He should be an assistant coach or he should retire. He should go to college because he's a rah-rah guy. I think he can recruit well. I mean, and I hear you. It's his system. However, when I get on the floor, F your system. If it's if it's making me if it's making me a weaker player, if I'm no longer a threat because of your system, when I get on the floor, like it's like a a, a Debo thing. <laughs> Debo be like, shut the fuck up. I be quiet. <laughs> so <laughs> Debo leave. I be talking again. So when we in the huddle, I'm a smile and I'm a nod. And when I get on the floor, I'm gonna do what the hell I want to do. And then you get pulled out the game. Will you? A lot of times you should, if you're Will a good you? enough coach, if, if you a coach, a real coach, Phil Jackson did it. But we just, you just said that Doc is one of the good old boys. He's a poster boy. Man. Doc is in the league so that they can say they have black coaches. I don't know about that. I, I wouldn't go shit. that far. I'm going that far. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Then, you know. then what other reason is he in the league? Because people think he's a Hall of Fame coach. They go by his sense and say he's always had good teams. But he's never made any team better. The one Doc championship has never he built has, a team. No, no. He's and never they, they, built they, a team. Like you said, his teams has. have been gifted. 
before, yeah, every time, every time. <laughs> so, he's gotten so, all-stars everywhere he's gone. And even when he had an all-star before in, in Orlando when Grant Hill first got hurt, they only won like 14 games that year. Yeah. You know, D- Doc Rivers was traded. How many coaches get traded? He got traded from Boston to LA. Come on, man. Look, this, yeah. this, this dude yeah. is overrated. Green Bay scored again <clears throat> on your team. 10 mm-hmm. nothing, 9 nothing, but it'll be 10 I told you, I'm, I'm in a situation where it's, it's a no-lose for me. Like, yeah. I'm not, <laughs> don't be thinking yeah. you taunted me because I'm not taunting. <laughs> I'm not. You guys have two quarterbacks, which means you have none. Man, in real, <laughs> and one of those being Jimmy. <laughs> hey, like, Jimmy I'm, can't kick you over the hump, but he's not a bad quarterback. Though. He's Better not a good one. He's not a bad one, though. But he's not a good one. He's just a quarterback. He's not, you know, somebody going to probably find me and smear all kind of stuff on my social media after I say this. Jimmy yeah. is not as good a game manager as Alex Smith. And I said it. No, 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 no. you're right. What? Yeah. That's the, you, you went on a limb there, kid. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, people feel like because Jimmy was, you know, basically groomed under Tom Brady that, you know, he's supposed to be the next coming. He's not even the next Alex Smith. Alex Smith was not a great quarterback, but he wasn't a bad quarterback. He did not throw the ball away. He was going to win games for you. So I'd rather have Alex right now than you know Jimmy. Yeah, a lot of t- Alex Smith right now, if he was not, I should I'm say just right saying now. if he was if he was a healthy football player. Yes. OK, thank you. Like maybe four years ago, Alex Smith. Yeah. You put him in Alex Cleveland, Smith their Super Bowl the- contender. On Cleveland, yeah. their Super Bowl contender. Yeah. Because all you absolutely, who, absolutely. You, with that defense, remember what Baltimore did with with uh, with oh, I, I always forget his name. Ball headed dude, won a Super Bowl with him. Um, God, my brain shuts down all the time. Every time Flacco. I record, my brain shuts. It's not Flacco, not Flacco too, but it was another one yeah. I was thinking about with Ray Lewis. It's another one I was actually thinking about. Who? Uh, uh, Ball headed dude, Trent Dilfer. Trent yeah. Dilfer. They won a Super Bowl with Trent Mother Effin Dilfer. Alex yeah. better than Trent Dilfer. Yeah. So, so but you know, you, you, I mean, yeah, but man. and again, people forget that Alex Smith was the quarterback that played seventy-five percent of the games that got us to the Super Bowl. Right. He lost his job for getting a concussion. And he lost it to who? Colin Kaepernick. And Cap. Colin could, but Cap could not win that Super Bowl. Love Cap. Man, who could? Wasn't that he against could. New England? Uh, was it? I think it was against New England. I think that was, that was another break. Nope, it was against Baltimore. It was, it was Baltimore? It was Ray Lewis's ah. last game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have got that one. It was against Baltimore. Fan. People yep. want to call him a snitch. Uh, I'm like, he's not a snitch. That's actually why he got some girls. But anyway, you know, <laughs> I'm like, people get that story so wrong. They didn't, they didn't want to call him a murderer. Said, All I'm saying is, Ray Lewis, <laughs> when, he, when he took that both knees, I don't want to hear that I was praying BS. I forgot why he took the both knees. He said he was praying. This was during all the the um, when everybody started taking a knee with Cap, and they yeah, pulled yeah. Ray Lewis's card on. He, I was praying. Sit down, Deacon. You oh. took the damn knee because you took the damn knee. Oh yeah, he didn't want to get in trouble when everything. Yeah, they get yeah, out of here. I'm still a Ray Ray fan. I don't care what you tell me. I, I will play with and for that dude anytime, anywhere, any place. I I'm just feel like if fat. you go up on that hill, you better die on it. Yeah, he get that. He trying to get black man, black man get paid. Don't mess with your paper. Mess hey. with your paper.
Are you tired of spending your entire weekend at dealerships only to feel as if you got a raw deal? Don't you hate all the back and forth and haggling for countless hours? Imagine this. While you're at work or having dinner or just enjoying life, the people at Pure Diamond Auto are working a great deal on your behalf. With Pure Diamond Auto, they have a team of former sales and finance managers who know all the tricks of the trade. Call 562-PDA-7888 today for a free consultation. That's 562-732-7888. What can I say? I love PDA. Um, you, I'm, it was another thing that's happened in comedy lately. A lot of people dying. Some of them by car accidents. Like speaking of uh, paper. Uh, yeah, speaking of <laughs> speaking of paper. Thank you for that. Per- that's a better transition than what I did. Man. I forgot to say, but thank you for keeping me on my toes, my co-host. Speaking of paper, a lot of people pass away in comedy in the world of comedy these days. You know us, we're avid comedy fans, like big time, big time, big time. Uh, but then um, one has come with under uh, AJ. Was it a- a- AJ, AJ Johnson? Johnson. Yeah. yeah, AJ passed away. God rest the dead. Um, famous for being on Friday and other other black features. He was also on um, that show. That I song, got the doom, hookup. Doom, 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 doom. What song is that? Dude, is that Dre Day? What is that? Yeah, you know, he was yeah, playing Easy E on Dre Day. <laughs> yeah, man, that was yeah. classic to me. So yeah. AJ Johnson passed away mysteriously. The thing, hold on, before we move on with that. Mysterious, what they said was people was giving him credit, or not giving him credit, but giving him shout out and mourning him a week, or is it two weeks? Two weeks after his passing. How does yeah. that happen? Which was, a, you know, they say, anyway, so he passed passed away. And people were showing him love, shouting him out, but yet and still his wife, his widow has something to say to me. To, what, what, what happened there? So, like we said, AJ has done a number of projects. We know him best from Friday, which we know was a pretty big payday for him. We know him from I Got the Hookup, where we know Master P don't nickel and dime nobody. Um, he did the Dre Day video. He's had numerous roles. And he didn't have life insurance. So Mrs. Johnson, yeah, Mrs. Johnson posted a GoFundMe and got in her feelings because the fans didn't take to the GoFundMe and blow that thing up. Not just the fans, his his colleagues as well. His rich rich friends, his colleagues. They didn't take the GoFundMe and blow it up. So she's now, you know, taken to the media talking about where's the love. I got a problem with that. Ma'am, that's your husband. How you let your husband live and die without a life insurance? I'm sorry, I am single and I got life insurance. Not only do I have multiple policies for myself and my children, I have a pre-need for myself where I have literally sat down with the funeral home of choice, both of them, because I live in Vegas and you know I got to do LA as well. And I have already paid for everything that I expect to happen at my funeral service, both of them. And you that are much younger res- than AJ. I am much younger than AJ. That is the responsible thing to do. It's not for you to die and leave that burden on your family. And I feel like she's completely out of line to feel like we were just supposed to go and bury AJ because we enjoyed his work. 
Because here's the deal. I'm sure AJ has stood up on many of occasions to say how much he loved his fans, but let one of his fans send him some mail to say, my daddy died, can you help me bury it? You gonna go to, is AJ going to the GoFundMe? Probably not. Mm. AJ not even driving up to buy a barbecue plate. So don't give me that. Mm. She better mm. fry some chicken, make some tacos, some barbecue, whatever she gotta do to bury that man. God rest his soul. But we don't have to pay for it, ma'am. You've actually swayed me. I, I didn't know you were gonna go that direction. I, and people, what y'all understand is we have things we want to talk about ahead of time. We share that, but we do not share how which way we're gonna go. So I have no clue what what two scoops gonna say. She has virtually no clue what I'm gonna say. So this is all good raw material. You actually swayed me. Uh, if I would have went first, I would probably sound a little stupid, but that's cool. Um, <laughs> the way I took it is that she's really reaching out to his friends who have money. And 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 is what is it to them to drop twenty five racks? What is it to them, especially if they come collectively? Like Ice Cube would do twenty five by himself and not feel it. Mm -hmm. So you know, so that's kind of how I took it. But you made a good point. You brought it to people like us, the fans, because the GoFundMe. But my thing is this: should she even have to do a GoFundMe? Well, my how thing is this. Is that? But you you mentioned Ice Cube. Okay, I get it. Ice Cube employed him at one point. Dre employed him at one point. Master Plea, he employed him at one point. You know, that, you know, just speaking of the biggest things that he did. Correct. But if, let's just say Q paid him, let's say 100 grand to do Ezel. He could have paid about 3% of that to make sure that he could be buried. I doubt he made anywhere close to that, but go ahead. Well, I mean, consider that that. Film that was that still, was that was one of his first projects. He right, not, but he blew up from that. It's still in syndication. They're still it is, playing but, it week but after he's week. Not, he was not a major role. But there. I mean, he we don't we don't him. know what his contract was. Okay, so that's let's fair. that's what I'm saying. Let's assume he should be getting residuals. What you're saying, but yeah. right, but even if he paid, even if he got twenty five thousand, he could have paid ten. He could have taken again, maybe about. Because here's the deal. Here's here's my beat. Why would Ice Cube give up $25,000 to bury a man? Why does it cost $25,000 to bury a person? Who is that funeral for? Like, I'm not paying $10,000 for my children to bury me. Let me tell you, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and just put it out there. So, I wanna be cremated, okay? Because I don't understand why I'm gonna spend $8,000 to get put in the ground and nobody will ever see me again. Like, I'm not doing that. So. For a total of about $8,500, I will have two funeral services. I will have one in Vegas with a rented casket so that my body can be prepared for, for viewing. That will include every program that they print in Las Vegas. It includes my flowers. It includes the pallbearer gloves. It includes literally everything that you need for a funeral service. It also includes my remains being put on a Southwest flight sent to LAX <laughs> and another funeral home will pick up my remains and put me in another rented casket and I will still have another group of programs that are already paid for Paul Bear gloves, flowers, the whole nine and it pays for my cremation it pays for the two urns to be split between my two children it pays for memorial blankets and anything that memorialized things whatever that my kids want it's paid for $8,500. So why does Cube need to drop 2500 or 25000 
Michael Blackson already said he was giving her $10,000. You can bury somebody for $10,000. Mm, kind of. It's really like, you, in LA, it's like 20 at least. Nope. My uncle owns a funeral home. My father's funeral definitely cost mm. less than 10000 Wow. Well, they got the hookup. Holla at the Emmy. But we had to pay for over, you remember my dad was 6'4", like 300 pounds. So we had to buy an over, oversized uh, casket, which caused an oversized vault and an oversized hole. <laughs> sound, like, sound like me. I'm not 300. I used to be 283, but definitely 6'4", yeah, that's a lot of man. Yeah, that's a lot of man. So yeah. if Michael Blackson is saying that he's going to give her $10,000, then you take the money that Michael Blackson is giving you. You take the money that AJ had left, if there was some, and you have a regular funeral. Stop trying to have a Hollywood funeral if he wasn't that Hollywood. Mm. I can dig it. I can dig it, man. You 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 really killing it, man. You really killing it this week. They trying to bury they trying to bury that man like James Brown, and he wasn't no James Brown. They trying to bury him like Nipsey. He ain't gonna get it. <laughs> he wasn't. Yeah, you're not bringing him you know, to the Staples Center, like man. Gonna, it, not gonna you're not even going it. to West Angeles. Like, stop it. Mm, dang. Cold stop it. You heard my stop friends it. say. I'm just saying. He better call Michael Fisher and ask him if they can come to Greater's Island. Hey, I'm leave, just saying. Leave, leave, leave my boy Fish, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm my just best saying. friend. I'm my just boy. Saying. Shout, shout, shout out to GTZ. Got a got a new uh, got got a new uh, worship every other Saturday and out in a, uh, in the Corona. So they got he got two congregations right now. I can dig it. Trying to make sure he takes. I'm care just of saying shares. you. He it, but, it, the the Johnsons have a better chance getting to Greater Zion than they do I, West you know Angeles. What? <laughs> that, that probably can't be far. That's probably not far fetched. Speaking of funerals, um, I don't know. You get a check. You get a chance to check um, BMF. Um, I saw. I, I did see some uh, advertisements after you talked about it. You know, you talk about stuff and then it starts showing up on your Facebook. Yeah, man. You know how they do. They they hear one thing, you type one thing. So yeah. You want to watch this? You want to see this? Big yeah. brother, be watching. The story's about um, the the Fenora brother, Fenori brothers, um, out of Detroit in the late '80s. They were the kingpins of, of drug trafficking in the Detroit area. So, starring Demetrius and Terry um, Fenoroy. So, these guys, you know, came came to fame doing stuff like that. And uh, on Stars, they're highlighting it. I have to say, that first episode was really good. I was very skeptical. Because Fifty Cent, uh, uh, Jax, what's his name again? Something Jax. What's, what's Fifty Cent's name? Government. Yeah, Curtis. Him. Um, start, uh, power started off great. I hate it. I, I refuse. I couldn't wait for it to end. I, I refused to watch the other books because I couldn't stand. First of all, I can't even stand a uh, uh, young man, Tyreek. You know, he should have died, not his sister. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. So I, I, I can't stand Tyreek and everything he plays in. Honestly, it was before he got on power. I couldn't stand him when he was on Barbershop too. Couldn't yeah. stand his little ass. He was the same character. He didn't have to stretch. He was the same person in Barbershop. Go back and watch Barbershop too. He was the same person. He was the same person, except he didn't kill his daddy. So he, 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 he damn near got his daddy killed. So I'm not a big fan of the power book. I never liked Tommy. I never liked uh, Keisha. I didn't like most of the characters. I didn't like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lady St. Patrick. I didn't like uh, uh, um, the girl he left her with. Like, I don't think she was cute enough to, to leave his wife. Yeah. I'm shallow. Angela. I'm like, I'm shallow. Yeah. Angela, you know what I mean? And she she killed herself for him. Man, let's do it. Man, listen, That I, I hated that show with a passion. Only that hurt me more was the fact it was a sister who was the writer. I'm like, damn it, why you? Uh, you know, I never liked Power, but and I haven't gotten her Canaan, Raising Canaan is good. I didn't watch that because of Power. But BMF, 
It got a lot of great reviews before it came out, and I found out Lil Meech, Big Meech's son, was playing him. I said, that's something I need to watch. First episode did not disappoint. You're not going to watch it? No, I'll go back and watch it. Um, like I said, when you asked me about it, I hadn't heard about it at that point. But I guess, and I guess I am on, a, on one this week. My thing is this. Why is it for us to have good TV? I knew it. I was waiting on it. I was waiting. Go ahead. This is what it's got to be. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Let's, let's just, not just right now. I'm talking about period. No, I know. You got, you know, you got, the you got wire. the Godfather of Harlem, Godfather you know, of Harlem too, on Epic. But let's yeah. let's go back. Let's go back. You had the wire. My favorite show of all time. You know what I mean? And it was good. I just watched it yeah. all over again when Michael K uh, passed away. I watched, it, I watched it five or six. I've never watched a series more than that. So Yeah. You know what I mean? You had power, empire. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like Yeah. Why is this what we consider good TV? It, that's a loaded question. We have other things too. You have everyone hates Chris. Um, you, you know, they, they even they brought back the Wonder Years and it's black now. Um, there's other Family Matters. Come on, Family Matters is one of the best uh, uh, TV families of all time. The Cosby Show. We have other stuff too now. But what we got to do is, and the thing, reason why people didn't gravitate to Cosby Show originally, they said that's not realistic. But they right. gave us something to aspire to. But see, the thing is, see that keyword. That's not realistic. We right, have to, but we have to come to a place of our reality, and it's like not like Italians didn't have that same reality. We see Scarface and Godfather and Casino, mm-hmm. so you, you got to talk about what what got you there. You need you need white America to see inside of these hoods and boroughs and understand where we come from, like our hip hop music. Well, and that was something that I did like about Power is that I felt power. I felt like Power was unrealistic. I didn't I didn't yeah. feel like a lot of that stuff could happen in real life. Right. Like that the stuff that happened in power was definitely far fetched. I thought That's it crazy. you know, I watched it, you know, and it was entertaining to me because it's not real. I think that's why we <laughs> didn't like it though. I mean Cosby but, show, no, I, that's not why I like it is because it mm-hmm. wasn't real. You if know it's not gonna be real, be Cosby, be be bubblegum. If it's not gonna don't get don't give me real, don't give me fake drama. Don't give me that. <laughs> But the thing, but the Cosby show felt like it wasn't real. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? Love the, Cosby show. the only episode of the Cosby show where I felt like it could have happened in real life is when Vanessa Huxable went to Baltimore to go see the Wretched to have big fun. <laughs> <laughs> and when she was talking to her mama and Claire was talking and got nose to nose with her, that yes. was the only moment in the Cosby show where I felt like it could have happened in real life. There's a lot of stuff that happened. Claire Hutchwell, in my opinion, is the reason Claire and um, Denise kept it real. Everyone else. I don't know, man. I don't know. Claire Claire Hutchwell. The way Denise came home with a whole ass husband and stepdaughter, that wasn't going over that easy in no real black family. It did did not go over easy. They, They sat down and had a little conversation and it was over. Nah, and it wasn't they, that easy. They let the man move into their house. That man was Day a military one. man. Day one, he lived there. Hi, mom. We're back. Oh, but they weren't. They, they weren't. In, I don't think they were. Were they allowed in the same room? If I remember that correctly. Yeah, because they were married. Okay, they were married. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Vanessa I mean, and Dabnis. That was the one. <laughs> you know what I like about that one? What I like about Vanessa and Dabnis, and he's like, he's, he's like, he says not. He says, son, is not you. 
He said, "Son is not you." He, he said, "He says, he said, he said, he said, he said, he said let, let me give you paint your picture." He says, um, "He said, he said, what's your favorite meal?" He said, "Porterhouse steak." Great porterhouse steak. You got to, you like to put gravy. You like to do this? He said, well, "What would you have on it? Potatoes? Yeah, some potatoes and some and some some vegetables and this and, and all the dressing." He said, "Yeah, you get all that stuff." He says, "Now here, put it on the lid of a trash can." He said, "That's how you were presented to us. Not right. too appetizing, is it?" And he says, "No." And I was like, "That was so." The fact that I remember that this is thirty years later. Yeah, come on, somebody like this is uh, it's such a geez. great, great show. I ain't gonna get into Bill Cosby and all that. You want the, you want the interception? Yeah. Sorry, kid. Alex Smith wouldn't have done that. No. <laughs> Waller's a better tight end than Kittle too, by the way. Waller's better than Kittle, by the way. I'm not even going to do that with you. Ah, oh, we got the statistical data to back it up. Do we need? Let's go back to the Saints game last season where that man no. damn near carried five minutes to the end zone. That's all no. I'm saying. No, no, we'll talk about it next week when we see you guys lose. <laughs> We'll definitely, okay. we'll definitely tackle. We'll definitely Guess tackle what? Waller versus Kittle. We're gonna lose, and I'm still gonna go to the casino and pick up my money. Yeah, that's that's so that shows a lot. I would have bet on the Raiders this week, but I don't like to bet on my team. That's what we know. I'm better. just saying, but no, it, all it says is that I'm a real football fan, and I don't bet with my heart. No, what you're saying is is that you are a realist and you're not emotional, which is amazing. You're yeah. less emotional than a lot of these fanboys. I give you props with that. But anyways, that comes to the conclusion of our show this week. We definitely will have broach that conversation, Kittle versus Waller. Write it down in your books. It's happening. We would definitely tackle that one. But any any last words before we get out of here? Um, no. Nah, well, yes. If you haven't ordered your pies yet, shame on you. The holidays are coming, man. You can get them and you can freeze them. www.martyspie.com. www.marty. M A D. Nope, I spelled it wrong. M A R D. Y S P I E, Marty's Pie. One for ten, three for twenty-five. Don't, mm. don't, don't miss out on life, because I promise you, we changing the face of Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> Get you some pies, y'all. You, you thank us later. Well, that's it this week, guys. Appreciate you. You've been listening to the time is now. We do not own the rights to this music. When you hot, I'm hot. And when your feet cold, mine's a sizzling. It's plain to see. 
Niggas can't fuck with me, cause I'ma be that nigga for life This is not an image, this is God given This is hard living mixed with crystal sipping It's the most consistent home, give you the most hits You can fit inside a whole distance Nigga, I'm home on these charts, y'all niggas visiting This whole tradition, Jeff in the rap I'm back to claim pole position, holla at your boy Get up, I get, get up, I get Get up, I get, get up, I get Down for my grandfather who took my mind Mama made us sit in that seat where white folks ain't want us to eat. At the tender age of six, she was arrested for the sit-ins. And with that in my blood, I was born to be different. Now niggas can't make it to balance to choose leadership. But we can make it to Jacobs or to the dealership. That's why I hear new music and I just don't be feeling it. Racism's still alive, they just be concealing it. But I know they don't want me in a damn club. They even make me show ID to get inside of Sam's Club. I done did dirt and went to church to get my hands scrubbed. Swear I've been baptized these three or four times But in the land where niggas praise you cons and getting paid It's gonna take a lot more than coupons to get us saved Like it take a lot more than do-rags to get your way Nothing sad is that day My girl father passed away so I promised to Mr. Rainey I'm gonna marry your daughter And you know I gotta thank you for the way that she was brought up And I know that you were smiling when you seen the car bought her And you said tears from heaven when you seen my car get balled up But I can't complain what the accident did to my left eye Cause look what an accident did to left eye First Aaliyah, now Romeo must die I know I got angels watching me from the other side Get up, I get, get up, I get, get up, I get, get up, I get, get up, I get down. We all here for a reason on a particular path. You don't need a curriculum to know that you are part of the math. Cats think I'm delirious, but I'm so damn serious. That's why I expose my soul to the globe, the world. I'm trying to make it better for these little boys and girls. I'm not just another individual. My spirit is a part of this. That's why I get spiritual. But I get my hymns from him. So it's not me, it's he that's lyrical. I'm not a miracle. I'm a heaven-sent instrument. My rhythmic regiment navigates melodic notes for your soul or your mental. That's why I'm instrumental. Vibrations is what I'm into. Yeah, I need my luba day, but that ain't what gives me the heart of Kunta Kinte. I'm trying to give us us free like Sinke. I can't stop. That's why I'm hot. Determination, dedication, motivation. I'm talking to you and my many inspirations. When I say that I can't let you yourself down. If I were on the highest cliff, on the highest rip, and you slipped off the side and clinched onto your life in my grip, I would never, ever let you down. And when these words are found, let it be known that God's membership has been signed with a language called love. That's why my breath is felt by the deaf, and why my words are heard and confined to the ears of the blind. I too dream in color and in rhyme. So I guess I'm one of a kind in a full house. Cause whenever I open my heart, my soul, or my mouth, a touch of God reigns out. Take him to church. Get up, I get, 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 get up, I get
started from nothing, but he got the this strong. Threw the rock from a pebble. Pedal rock before I met you. Pedal bikes got my nephews. Pedal bikes because Ooh. they special. Let you tell it, man, I'm falling well. Somebody must have caught him, cause every fourth quarter, I like the mic in them. Number one albums, what I got like for them. More them on the way, the eighth wonder on the way. Clear the way, I'm here to stay. Y'all can save the chitter chat, this and that, this and Jay. This and Jay will get you maced. When I start spitting them lyrics, niggas get very religious. Six Hail Marys, please, fathers, forgive us. Young, the Archbishop, the Pope John Paul, and y'all niggas, the way y'all all follow Jigger. Hope's a living legend, and I tell you why. Everybody wanna be hope, and hope's still alive. All right, let's get it off. Um, I know we spoke before about um, being financially responsible and saving for your kids' college tuition. Um, just making sure you put something aside for your children. We have to discuss that a little, unpack that a little bit more. So before you even attempt to do that, yes, you want to open the account and or, or the annuity, whatever, get those things started, put those in position. But before you do that, you must make sure that all your debt is pretty much clear. Only debt you really want to have is a mortgage. Not everyone's not going to have a mortgage. I understand that. And a lot of people can't afford to, you know, just have their cars paid cash. But that's the ideal situation. And like my mother used to teach me, you want to have at least three to six months of bills saved away. Then you have another emergency funds account as well. And then you want to have your regular savings for things you want to save for in the near future. So you hear that. You got to have three different savings accounts. You got to have an emergency fund, which I usually call credit cards. Um, then you want to have a, uh, I call it like a, a security deposit. That's if you want to label it however you want to label it. But that's just, just a case of something were to happen, whether it be illness or termination. You want to have an account that saves up to three to six months. The new thing is now saving a, a year's worth of wage, which is difficult, but you want to make sure you have a year's worth of all your bills taken care of. All right. Those got to be set in stone first. And if you don't have a mortgage, that's okay. If you do have auto loans, that's also okay. That just means you need to have more things set aside before you decide to put money away for your kids' future. Because what's going to happen and what's happened to other people, which is why they don't have these accounts, is because they end, they end up dipping into their kids' future or savings accounts because things happen, emergencies happen, life happens. It happened to me, which is why we changed course and came up with this different scenario. I, I did my research. When I was living out on my own and what have you and things happened at work, I needed help paying the rent. So Karen went ahead and dipped to my uh, college savings and gave it and lent it to me. It took me three years to pay it back. I forgot actually, but it took me three years. She reminded me every so often. I'm like, oh yeah, 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 okay. It took me three years to pay it back. And then once I paid it back, we started the other account to where this could never happen again. So you gotta make sure yourself, make sure that you guys are financially literate even though i do sell cars and my job is to to make dreams come true i like to make people feel good right um 
I still, when I'm doing so, I make sure that I give them all the information to make a well-informed decision. I'm never going to make, make them rush into a decision on a vehicle. You can ask my clients, you can ask my family. So many times have I told people, do not do this. It's not worth it. Or I say, you know what, if you're going to do this, I don't want to be a part of it. I've said, you know what, not all money is good money. But I have a lot of clients who drive around Rolls Royces and Mercedes Benzes and stuff like that. They can afford it. They have multiple properties and so forth and so on. But for my everyday clients, I'm always trying to say, hey, let's do this first. How about we go ahead and build your credit up? Let's get this, get this done. Let's get this over. I don't get into their personal stuff. I won't ask them about how much money you got saved. That's not my business. But I make sure when they're when they're getting these different things, I'm educating them on what's the reason why you should lease versus purchase or purchase versus lease, et cetera, et cetera. I educate them on if you have the money to do this, why not getting cash? But then also educate people that cash is king. So you don't give your last to get a nice expensive car. If you're gonna buy a car cash, get you an old beater. If you're trying to build up your money and what you really need is just something to get around, you're not trying to show off. If you don't have a piece of property yet, you don't own anything, and that is your goal to actually own some property. Say for instance, you're in the market, you have about 80 grand saved away right now. You're looking to get some property, but your credit won't get it just yet, and so forth and so on. But you're just right there. You're right in the mid 600s, and you want to get property, but you're like, you know what? I worked hard. I got this money in the bank. I'm going to go ahead and spend this and get me a nice Jaguar. I'm like, no, get your property first. This car is not going anywhere. I've told this to people over my last 20 years. Well, not the 20 years. I've been in the business for 20 years. But in my last 10 years of this business, I've definitely educated people and telling them and explaining to them what their priorities should be. If they're nearing, even in the beginning process of buying a home, I always deter them away. I said, no, come back to me when this is done first. I'll be more than happy to assist you and I will deliver the car to your home. Don't worry about it. So we gotta do things that are financially savvy. So like I said before, if you do not have a property, if you don't have a lot of these different things, it's okay. Go get you a car from the auction, spend five grand, spend 10 grand, which is cool, own that. And you always wanna have a car you own, that's another thing. You don't wanna, you never wanna finance or lease or have a car payment for more than one car in the household at a time. You don't wanna do that. Now, if you have to for whatever reason, do you boo boo. But you, what you want to do is pay off a vehicle first before you go ahead and acquire another one. Always have a car that you own outright. That goes back into the security deposit plan. Because if something were to happen, that car's got to go. You can find another form of transportation. But you can't be living in your car. That's, we, we can't do that, people. So what you got to do is, if you have that one car that's not, that's not, you have a car that's paid off, you always know you have some a vehicle to get around it. You won't be stranded. Always have at least one vehicle paid off. That way it's something that you actually own. That's another ticket. I've always told this to many people over the years. People complain about, oh, lease versus purchase. I'm not going to own it. Be honest with you, you never own it until you pay it off. So if you purchase a car, if you finance a car, if you miss two to three payments, what happens? They take the car from you. If you have a 60-month term loan and you've made 56 payments on time never late and then you miss the next two payments you're only three four months away from paying off that vehicle they take it from you one of my clients just told me that the other day happened to him last year he only had two thousand dollars left to pay off that car two thousand dollars but something happened things happen life happens took the car from him as if he didn't pay anything 
Is that fair? They couldn't work something out with them? The banks don't care. They want your money. So what I'm trying to help you guys with is just becoming more financially savvy and just not trying to keep up with the Joneses. Just do what you can do for you and know that you have a bigger goal in front of you. Until next time. You can win As long as you keep Your head to the sky Be optimistic Mm -hmm. Well, that's it this week, guys. Really appreciate you all for rocking with us, me and my co-host, Tiffany Two Scoop Davis. It was a fun show, guys. Really appreciate you all for rocking with us all this time. Our song choice this week was Never Let Me Down by Kanye and Jay-Z. What a good album. What a good time. Remember, Mr. Rainey, you promised you was going to marry her daughter? Man, I don't remember Mr. Rainey being related to Kim Kardashian, but that's another story for another day. Remember, guys, if you like the show, please press like, uh, follow, and of course, of course, share, and of course, of course, subscribe. Now it's time for our final word. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uniform about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind. We have no hope. For we believe that Yeshua died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Yeshua those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet call of God, and the death in Christ will rise first. After that, who are still alive and are left will be caught by up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. First Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18. Remember to spread love, share love, embrace love, for God is love. Until next time, peace.